Right, I can't be bothered to type, so I'm just going to voice note. Right, hello. First episode of the year in the voice note format, and I'm just going to jump in straight away. I mean, as always, I hope everyone's okay. I hope you enjoyed the episode, but I'm going to jump straight in. It's pretty obvious what I'm talking about from the title. Consider this voice note kind of the the commentary, a bit more of an opinion behind the piece that by the time you hear this, I would have just posted about the power of boycotts and if there is any power left in boycotts in 2024, which I personally, and yes, of course, it's a personal opinion, but that's backed by research that I've done into boycotts, into recent boycotts that we've had and whether they've been effective or not. After looking into all of that leads me to believe that a commercial boycott, yes, can still be successful in 2024. So if you haven't read the piece already, please go and read it. The title is In 2024, Can Boycott Still Even Work? And I kind of go back in history and look at a few examples of successful boycotts to show that, well, for one, They have been in the past. It is possible to have a successful boycott. But then towards the end of the article, I also talk very briefly about how in this day and age, it might be harder to consider achieving some of the social changes that have been achieved in some of the examples that I state. So one of my big examples, unsurprisingly, probably to a lot of people, would be um, the Montgomery bus boycott that happened in an attempt which would become a successful attempt to end segregation. So again, it's in the article. So just to say that, you know, this this was the big example of the piece and this is an example that people often use because it is a very famous and popular example of a boycott and of a successful one. But as I was writing this, I was aware, I did a lot of reading when it came to this and a lot of readings of boycotts in general and what it means to boycott in this day and age. I was very aware that the event I was talking about was based in a very specific area at a very specific time. We're talking 1955. Things have dramatically changed since. And I think one of the main things that redefines commercial boycotts is globalization and capitalism. We are much further advanced in the stage of capitalism that we're in, a stage that is going to be no surprise to anyone that has listened to any of the episodes I've done, I think has gone way, way, way too far and needs to be reversed. But with globalization, especially when to boycott buses within one city where all the buses operate under one entity, it is a lot harder to boycott, let's say, Starbucks, like we're asking, which is literally a multinational company that has stores and coffee shops in most countries across the globe. Same with McDonald's, with such a wide range of people going that the scale and the size of the group that you would need to ensure that a boycott has real financial consequences on those companies to the point that they have no choice but to change is a lot bigger than in the Montgomery example and in a lot of the examples I used. Having said this, however, and this is also in the article, the CEO of McDonald's at the start of the year on LinkedIn addressed the fact that their sales were taking a hit and mentioned the war. So basically the CEO was explaining that the sales have taken a hit in the Middle East and globally due to the war. So not stating the war, but we know which war. We know it's the Israel and Palestine conflict and associated misinformation that it was affecting brands like McDonald's. Now, this is all alleged because I'm reading between the lines, but the associated misinformation you would think is just speculating this idea that McDonald's is affiliated with financially and supports the Israeli government 
and the Israel military. So anyway, so all of that to say that when it might seem really impossible and it needs to be acknowledged that yes, we're not playing with the same actors today. Um, and when you can, and it's not it's not easy enough to say, oh look, in 1955 or even in the 80s or even in the early 2000s, look what we did. Of course, it's impossible to not acknowledge that the socio-political economic situation of the world is completely different than it was 20 years ago, than it was 50 years ago, than it was 70 years ago. It's It would be wrong to not acknowledge that in making the argument that yes boycotts can still work and look at all those examples it's important to always place things in a certain context and to recognize the new limitations the questions the concerns the potential barriers and try and paint as objective of a picture as possible and not just say look it worked in 1955 montgomery um in the u.s why would it not work globally of course of course Having said this, and this is what I closed the article on saying and what I wanted to spend a bit of time talking about in this voice note, I think it is still very important that we recognize, as always, our privilege and our agency and the motivation behind all of this. Whilst I agree that it is hard, and this is why I made the article, because I've seen this a lot on social media where... People who are a bit skeptical about boycotting, you've got two main lines of argument. You've got the line of argument, which I don't even want to debate at all, which is, no, but I just can't live without my Starbucks. Get a grip. But you do also have the line of argument was like of like, well, what is it actually going to do if I just stop buying Starbucks and McDonald's? I've just looked it up online every day. More than 70 million people at McDonald's. Imagine if 10 million of these people... Imagine if even one million of these people could stop eating at McDonald's. Like Those things matter. So it's just taking the skepticism and maybe just twisting it around. But also, I think it's recognizing how much of the skepticism is laziness and comfort. You know, it's 2024. We have literally everything in the palm of our hands like you can get food delivered to your door taking like a let's take a western picture mainly but this is becoming increasingly true in more and more countries not just in the west but you can get food delivered to your door you can have access to whether you pay but also even through free streaming platform you can have pretty much unlimited access to music to documentaries to tv shows to movies to content to art you can I mean, I'm sitting recording this literally in my bed from looking at my laptop. I've got some YouTube apps open. I've got the media. I've got loads of articles. I've got um, academic journals all under one window. You can access knowledge. You can literally have food. Everything is so easy. Everything is so accessible and everything therefore becomes so disposable. And I think we become a bit disconnected from humanity and from each other and from the things that really matter. And I think also with this access that we have with this easy access we all do become a bit complacent and a bit lazy because i just do not think that it should be that hard to give up on mcdonald's or on starbucks for like a few months it shouldn't be something that you cannot do yes you might have a starbucks that's right outside your door and it's just right there it's on your way to work it's on your way back from the gym it's literally I don't know. Yes, it could be. It could be. But realistically, when you deep it, yes, we live in a world where I can literally get it ordered to my door. Like, I don't even have to go out to buy coffee anymore. But realistically, how much more of an effort is it to have to walk five minutes further down the road to go to another coffee chain? Why not even find a local business that you could do a world of good for and give back to your community and then two birds with one stone? 
I do really think that yes, I wanted to recognize some of the barriers. It's very, it's a lot harder to coordinate action amongst people that are scattered across the world. The the people that you are targeting and that you're trying to put pressure on, the businesses, the institutions have so much more monetary and just political power that to knock them down in a way that is actually going to destabilize them has become a lot harder. Yes, absolutely. And also in a world where everybody is so connected where businesses are so many things if you try to think okay let me boycott everyone that doesn't stand with my values or every business or every it becomes really hard to find especially businesses and institutions that align with your values 100% today they've also become so integral to our everyday lives like that's there are just some things that you can't boycott you can't boycott everything altruism is not accessible to everyone and you know different people can do their bit differently those are all things that are super important to recognize but yes regarding of all those limits i think and again it's a counter example i use in the article in 2023 one of the successful boycotts that we saw in the u.s was actually pushed by conservatives by the right wing and it was going against wokeism and more specifically against big corporations supporting the woke agenda quote unquote um and the lgbtq plus agenda and against transgender rights etc etc and their boycott strategy was spot on it was spot on from the let's focus on two let's focus on target and let's focus on bud light financially results results it's targeted it's motivated and it's straight to the point financially both those companies suffered major hits from those boycotts following from the announcements major financial hits that they will recover from of course they will but still enough of a hit that they had to acknowledge what was happening and they had to change something which is a massive step back it's kind of saying yeah okay we hear you and it's kind of giving credit to people whose main problem is just people being celebrated like nobody's doing anything wrong here it just happens that it's opinions and it's existence that they do not agree with therefore they do not want it to exist and it worked and it worked and you see it in how they speak they have been so clever about it we don't somebody said uh so influential right-wing commentator matt walsh was quite open about the strategy on the platform formerly known as twitter we don't need to boycott every woke company pick a few strategic targets make them pay dearly that's enough to make wokeness a lot less appealing to the corporate world stop trying to bring down the whole line of dominoes at once start with one and then the next and that is exactly how boycotts should work and if in 2023 so this is just last year they managed to do it to target and Bud Light, who are massive, massive, massive companies, especially in the US, which is, let's not forget, still the most powerful country in the world, the biggest, one of the biggest economies in the world, an extremely influential country with extremely influential companies. If they manage to do it, there is no reason why we shouldn't applying that same strategy, that same strategy where people have said, Starbucks and McDonald's and Disney, that's it. Just focus on them and hit them where it hurts the most so that then not only they have to act, but it might also push other people to act because it's not only about the the finances of it all. It's also about the reputation. These companies cannot risk their reputations being bruised to the point where not only will they lose customers, but they will lose potential new customers. They managed to do it. This was less than a year ago. They they accomplished something to the point that not only did we see a loss, but we saw 
those companies coming back and agreeing to change their behavior if it can be done one way in support of views that are just objectively oppressive i think there's no excuse the only difference is that what do they have that we don't have at the moment they're a lot more unified they are a lot more passionate and they are a lot more driven and this is where i think on our front a lot of it and i've had this co this conversation behind closed doors with people around me who are just like oh oh but i forgot we were boycotting Mackie. you didn't it's all over the news every day we wake up and we hear about palestine and israel and when you see the Mackie's logo and you know that this boycott is going on you are going to know you just can't be bothered and i do think part of the reason it's not successful a lot of it is laziness and comfort and people just can't be bothered people just can't be bothered to give away a little bit of their comfort and to show restraint you know and to not go with the easy option because we are evolving in a time and in a space where everything has become so easy and i think we are all settling into that comfort a little bit too much to the point where settling in that comfort in your everyday life you know and making choices because it just makes your life that little bit easier fair enough but when we're getting to the point where when we see things that we do not stand with when we see human atrocities happening and we're so not only desensitized to all of that but also so kind of brainwashed by the wheel of capitalism that we don't think actually i'm just gonna give up i'm not gonna drink starbucks for a few months i think that's a bit ridiculous and i think that's when we all need to sit with ourselves and have a good old think and just realize mm, okay what is it that i really stand for if you're gonna claim to believe certain things and to fight for certain things you basically you can't talk to talk without walking the walk you either need to do both or you either need to drop both but it's too easy to say and claim that you're this and comfort yourself into thinking that oh well i believe this and i believe that but then backing it by no no actions when it's important to and at the end of the day here we're talking about human lives it might seem distant because it's not happening right outside our front door but it doesn't mean that it's not happening it's not even about politics it's not even about opinions it's not even that we're talking about human lives and this is where just like i talked about in my episode about transgender rights this is where my tolerance and my understanding and my level of empathy and trying to understand things from all sides of the argument becomes really limited is we are talking about real lives we're talking about people that are dying every day and our inaction is partly to blame for it because if we were doing more we could work towards stopping this there's not a magic button that we can press to stop all of this from happening but there's we are clearly collectively not doing enough more needs to happen whatever that looks like to you more needs to happen because history has shown time and time and time and time again that people power is hard to gather isn't always as successful as you would like it to be but it has the power to work and people when they come together and are coordinated and have the right motivation and have the right strategy and have the right dedication and passion things happen things can change it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen without seeing many failures along the way but eventually you get there and i really think we need to wake up and step out of our comfort um we're watching whatever streaming platform and we are enjoying whatever takeaway we've had delivered to the door whilst messaging people on whatever social media platform from how, wherever across the world i think it's time time we just reflect and realize that maybe i can walk 10 more minutes in the morning to get my coffee from somewhere else that's all i'm saying and i think enough with the excuses enough with the laziness let's just get on with it it's great to believe in things it's great to have convictions but it's also great 
when it comes time to act on those beliefs and on those convictions to not hide behind every excuse you can find especially when you're presented with very easy solutions i really think that not eating mcdonald's and not drinking starbucks for a few months is not a lot even if it has to be a few years it's really not that much to ask we all have limitations we all have constraints I c again i can recognize that and the thing is we also know again who we're talking to we're not talking about the people that can't anyway we're talking about the people that can but are choosing not to and on that note i am out let's continue to fight for a ceasefire and continue for to fight against injustice, against oppression, and towards liberation and a more egalitarian world, a more human world.